Welcome to Small Town Gospel Podcast. I'm Alana, here with Alex, and today we are interviewing a very special guest, Bonnie Mock. Bonnie. My mom. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, well, there's a joke. I was going to ask you what is so special about you. Uh, well, that I'm the mother of Alex Mock. Alex Mock. <laughs> it's and, her fault. <laughs> and fellow friend of Alana Stenrose. Oh, it's true. I would say. Yeah, well, welcome to Small Town Gospel Podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. I grew up in a teeny tiny town in Wisconsin named Prairie Farm. Uh, I was one of five kids, or I still am. Um, I have three <laughs> older sisters and a younger brother, and uh, I was saved as a teenager in high school, and that was a, an amazing, life-changing experience, mm-hmm. as you would know, um, where I had been living as a very self-centered, selfish person, and then God revealed himself to me, and revealed to me that I was a great sinner and he was a great savior and he completely changed my life. Hmm. Uh, I believe today we're talking about Life Choices Pregnancy Center and what brought us to that. Yeah, so today uh, one of the things that we hope to accomplish in this podcast is to just give some portraits of the various forms of small town ministries. And uh, I know you quite well, and it's been pretty cool to see the way that your involvement with Life Choices Pregnancy Center has really uh, invigorated your walk with Christ. And so um, we would love to hear about uh, what brought you to that? Um, may, maybe start of like what what it is, what the mission of Life Choices Pregnancy Center is, and then uh, kind of explain the way that you came to be a part of it and what your role there is. Okay, so for quite a few years, I had known that Sandpoint had a pregnancy center, and it was always in the back of my mind that I would like to get involved in some way. But um, it wasn't until I had a part-time job that would allow me um, the opportunity to volunteer there uh, that I actually went in and asked, how can I get involved? So uh, I went through the 12-week training class, class, um, and then something that I realized through that training was I always thought that I was talking to people about God all the time uh, and thinking that I was sharing the gospel with people. But what I realized through the training there was I really wasn't sharing the gospel. I would say, God bless you or Mm. isn't God great. But it was through that training that I learned how to actually share the gospel with people. And that's been the most transforming thing in my own life um, through that training. So um, also learning to be a client coach uh, was very, is very life transforming uh, in all the different things that we've learned in how to be a client coach. 
Yeah, so what what does the pregnancy center exist to do? What's the goal? So we're there to offer support um, to men and women who are facing unplanned pregnancies. So we offer uh, classes, uh, listening ear, um, you know, our clients come in mostly afraid mm. uh, and feeling uh, very ill-equipped to face this unplanned pregnancy. Uh, so they come to us for support. And so we provide free and confidential services where we offer the free medical grade pregnancy test. We offer um, free ultrasound. Um, and really, the listening ear is so important to each of our clients because they typically come from a place in their life where people don't listen to them. So for us to listen and really care about each client and what their story is, they leave the center feeling loved mm -hmm. and that's what brings clients back to us um, on a weekly basis sometimes uh, and we offer all of these things free of charge to them okay and it's thanks to the support the financial support from christians and the churches in our area uh, that give very sacrificially financially speaking yeah uh what does it look like for the gospel to be shared in the setting of your your center okay so a gal will come in uh sometimes alone sometimes with her mom sometimes with the father of the baby but um we focus on where she's at that day and ask her what are the symptoms you're feeling? We ask her, um, how can we help you? And uh, listen and find out what are her needs. And then, uh, well, going back, I served as a client coach for a number of years, but right now I'm only serving in the position of financial manager. But I can tell you from when I was doing the client coaching that uh, each client would be different with her story and what's going on mm -hmm. in her life. So um, typically when, when we're waiting for the nurse to um, read the... <laughs> the urine sample mm -hmm. um, to test, you know, to find out is this a positive pregnancy test or negative. Um, I would ask the gal where she's at spiritually and emotionally. And then that would lead us into the, the conversation about Christ mm -hmm. and our need for Christ. And so it's, it's a beautiful time, really, where we can talk about that with no judgment and in a very conversational way. Mm -hmm. 
is there once you have that initial conversation do you help them connect with medical staff outside how did what do you do after they've come in yes so we have a whole list of resources depending on what she needs um many of our clients sign up for the WIC program mm -hmm. and um, other uh, government-funded resources. Uh, some clients might need an attorney to help with something. Uh, one particular story that was very touching to me, this was, I don't know, four or five years ago now, I came in and uh, Diane was on the phone with a client and I could tell something was going on. Well, Diane said she answered the phone and nobody was talking, mm. but she could hear that someone was breathing on the other line. So she stayed on with her. And uh, so, well, she stayed on the line saying, can I help you? And then finally, this voice whispered, he hurts me. Mm. And so Diane was able to coach this gal um, into the hospital. Uh, she was actually on the verge of giving birth right then. Mm. Her water had broken. And so Diane was able to coach her over the phone to get herself to safety and get into the hospital uh, to give birth. Well, come to find out this gal had very loving family in another state and this fellow had lured her away from her loving family um, all the way to North Idaho. And so Diane was able to coach her to contact her family and they drove through the night wow. to get to her. Yeah. And so she is safe and sound and surrounded by people who love her and it just is an amazing story how she had enough courage to call for help hmm. and uh just the fact that diane was there early enough to answer the phone and it's just amazing things like that we see fairly often hmm. so the list of resources is lengthy and it just depends on the particular needs of this particular client. Okay. And there's a fairly new, I don't know if you call it ministry, but there's a, a new program uh, that the, the pregnancy center is doing, right? Would you tell us about that? Well, there's been a couple of ministries that have been birthed out of uh. Life Choices Pregnancy <laughs> Center. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, one of our clients had been dealing with addiction and through her experience going in and out of jail and whatnot, um, the Freedom House was birthed out of her story. And uh, that's an ongoing ministry based now in Sandpoint and uh, it helps helps young women with addiction. 
So another thing that the Pride and Sea Center offers <clears throat> are learning for life classes where there's any number of topics, you know, how to quit smoking, how to uh, uh, apply and interview for a job, uh, what to expect during labor and delivery, all the different stages of baby development, uh, how to breastfeed, just major um, uh, educational classes. So through when I was a um, client advocate, there was one of my clients who kept coming back week after week to watch some DVDs with me. And we were watching the DVD on what to expect during labor and delivery. Mm -hmm. And it talked about your delivery coach. So I asked her, uh, who's going to be your coach? Will it be your mom? And she said, no, I, I don't really want my mom there. Um, how about you, Bonnie? Uh, how about you? Would you be my coach? And I'm like, I would be honored to be your coach. <laughs> and so that was one of the most uh, fulfilling, rewarding, exciting um, amazing experiences of my life yeah. really was coaching her through her delivery um, of her little girl and it just it was this relationship that grew through her continuing to come back week after week to work on these classes and uh, just this blessing to me in my life uh, is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, the most recent uh, ministry that has come about is called Idaho Families. And we're under the umbrella of Safe Families for mm -hmm. Children, which is a national organization. Uh, and that ministry is meant to prevent kids from being taken from their homes and put into foster care. Okay. So Idaho Families uh, has host families, family friends, family coaches. It's a group of volunteers who are willing to take in. So the host family would be willing to take in uh, children from a family who's experienced some sort of crisis. Say they've found themselves homeless or they've lost their job and Whatever the crisis is, uh, the host family would take in the children, keep them safe, while the parents work to get their feet underneath themselves. And then other volunteers would be coaching the parents and walking alongside of them through their crisis and helping them to get their feet underneath themselves. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really wonderful. That is really cool. Because for children to be ripped away from the parents and put in foster care is very, mm, it's a rough experience. Yeah, traumatizing for sure. Yeah. yeah. And are all the people that in, are involved with this uh, all believers? Yes. Um, as far as the volunteers go, yes. Okay. Right. Uh, so, what are some ways that you would say for yourself personally? You you talked about kind of that that moment of awareness of 
when you were being trained of realizing, oh, I I haven't really been evangelizing or witnessing to the gospel of Christ uh, faithfully or consistently. Uh, what are some other ways that your involvement with this ministry has been transformational uh, for you? Well, um, I've learned many things as far as um, compassion, um, realizing that when you meet somebody on the street, you have no idea what that person is going through. Um, I've learned that it's important to be plugged into a church that is, uh, that's focused on outreach and doing our, you know, doing what we're called to do as Christians. And, um, we're attending this small church now in tiny Sagal, Idaho, New Song Bible Church. Shout out to Kevin. Oh. <laughs> Kevin Carlson. The Vikings um, are drafting tonight, so uh, we'll talk about that later, Kevin. Oh, boy. <laughs> very important. It's very important. Um, but we're just thrilled about how the church is set up with small groups, and we're very much outreach uh minded you know not inward focused but uh focused on the outreach and that is energizing to me and just really a beautiful thing hmm. um and about the pregnancy center there's a couple things that really surprised me um when we were learning about abortion and what is involved when a person goes through an abortion. Um, well, a couple stories. So in the training, we found out that the mindset of young gals would be, oh, I could never give my baby up for adoption. It would be much better to abort than to give up for adoption. Mm -hmm. Well, that was shocking to me because it seemed like how could that how could that even enter a person's mind that it would be better for the baby to be killed than to be given life and placed in a loving family. Uh but I'm coming to understand, you know, they think I could never abandon my baby. Yeah. But that's the wrong mindset, really. And when we talk to our clients about their three legal choices, we we let them know they have the right to know the facts about each of their choices. So the three legal choices would be parenting, placing for adoption, or abortion. So... When you ask a client, well, what do you know about abortion? Um, they th they would think it's, well, it's just a blob of cells mm -hmm. and, you know, it would just be the quick answer and it would be, you'd be in and out and it's done. Um, easy. Well, 
it's not easy and it's not a blob of tissue. Um, it's a living baby. And so we talk about the facts. Uh, and then in the ultrasound, um, when they're able to see on the big screen, this baby inside that where the little heartbeat is mm -hmm. flickering, it's a very powerful moment. Yeah where it's very eye-opening of, wow, this really isn't just a blob of tissue. Yeah. Um, this is a human being. And something also that most clients don't know is in the choice of placing for adoption, there's actually three options. So there's closed adoption, semi-open, and open. So if the client chooses to have an open adoption, she can still see her child, you know, as the child grows up. And a lot of clients have no idea that there is that choice mm. out there. And that is the choice then of the mother? Yes. Okay. Right. Mm. So we've got... Um, connections with an adoption agency that we would direct our client to if they choose to go that route. Okay. Yeah. What would you say? So one thing we've talked about in our church is we're a long ways away from any abortion clinic and uh, it, it feels like we're kind of removed from it but we all also know girls who have found themselves in in one of these scary tricky unexpected situations so for a church like ours in the middle of nowhere uh what would you want to see spread across the country and in, in places like this as far as ways that that we can be involved in and support ministries like this? Well, uh, you don't need to be near an abortion clinic in order to do something. Um, serving at a pregnancy center or um, simply being available at your church and growing relationships with the teenagers, uh, just to be available, that's great. Hmm. Uh, would you say most of your clients are teenagers? Uh, I would. Okay. Um, although we do, we do have a wide spectrum of people who come through. Um, and there was this one gal who had come in who was homeless and pregnant. Um, <laughs> And Ron and I decided to invite her into our home briefly. Um, she lived with us for three weeks, and then she moved away for a while, and now she's back in North Idaho again, and her baby is growing, and hmm. um, this gal has come back in, and so I get to see her and her baby again, and it's it's wonderful. Right. Uh, you know, it's not a deal where... A client will come in once and then everything's great. Um, you know, it's an ongoing thing and we're there to serve for the long haul, mm -hmm. you know. 
we're we're available. Yeah, uh I'm just taking time to process this all. It's a lot. Is there as we wrap up, is there anything that you want to share that we have not covered? Um I I don't like the idea of the thought of abortion being reduced to a Republican versus Democrat level. Um, I view it as a human, uh, a human issue where we need to have compassion and uh, work together and not have it be a political thing. Uh, that just seems like it's too reducing it to too low of a level hmm. you know it's it's human lives that we're talking about yeah um so the other thing is um at the center there was a a couple people from a local church that stopped by and said we would like to help somebody specifically do you have a client who needs a little extra help well, there was a gal who had come in who found out she was pregnant with triplets. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> and so we said, yes, in fact, um, let us contact her and find out what are some of her needs. And so we were able to connect that church with that gal, and they provided so many supplies for her mm. and so much support. It, it was just a really beautiful thing. Mm. The way God's timing works out, um, we see his provision just day after day. Mm -hmm. It's really wonderful. Awesome. Well, Mom, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it's been really wonderful having you. Thank you very much for joining us today. I have so many other stories to tell, though. <laughs> we might have to do volume two one of these days. Bonnie so. Mock, volume two. <laughs> All right, thank you. You're welcome. Bye.